So, this next Gemara is here only because of the same name. That the Gemara we quoted last night for Eged Bechad Leishme Eged, which we're really going to continue with tonight after we finish this. We're going to finish Eged Bechad Leishme Eged. So, because that Gemara was in the name of Reb Chizda, Amr Avina Barshila, the next Gemara is also, we have that here. But it has nothing to do with, with um, what we're doing, but it's very funny. It's a major, major, major source, and it's the only source for a major halacha that does affect us. Says the Gemara. This maror that grows in the swamp. So whatever you translate maror as, Rashi says chazaris, maror is not horseradish. Maror means some kind of lettuce. So this lettuce that grows in the swamp, Adam you could use it on Pesach. You could be yaitzen, your mitzvah of marr, with swamp marr. Says the Gemara, really? You can be yaitzen marr with swamp marr. Meisvei, the Torah in two places demands, or a couple places, I should say more, azayv, being sprinkled with hyssop grass. The one that would still be Nagea is the Paraduma. That when the Kayin sprays a person with Paraduma water, they take this bundle of grass, put it in a tube, get the Paraduma water, take it out, and it's used as a like a sponger, a sprayer, to spray the Paraduma water. So the tyrant demands, and that's one of the places, Another is by Mitzayra. Another is by Pesach. We had it the other week. With an Ezev. So <coughs> Ezev is grass that the Torah demands to use in these situations. But says the Gemara, Ezev. You have to use generic Ezev. Not Greekish Ezev. Vuloi Ezev Kuchli, and not Kuchli style Ezev. Vuloi Ezev Midbari, and not desert Ezev. Vuloi Ezev Roimi, and not Roman Ezev. And for that matter, says the Gemara, Vuloi Ezev Shiyeshle Shem Levai. No Ezev that has an accompanying name, no hyphenated Ezev. You have to use American. Not Asian American, African American, Greek American. You have to use straight azive, no hyphenated azive for your for anything that an azive is required. No shame levi. So the Gemara has a kasha here. The Gemara is asking, how come you're allowing us to use a maror daagme swamp maror? It has an accompanying name. Whenever the Torah demands something to be used, for instance, Ezev, it cannot have an accompanying name. It can't be hyphenated. So the Gemara says two terutz. 
Amar Abaya. Abaya says, beautiful. Any item that had a name change before Matan So before Matan there existed all kinds of varieties of Ezev. Even when the Torah was given, there existed Greek Ezev, there existed Roman Ezev. It may not have been called that name, but there were several species of Ezev extant in the time of Matan and yet, Ubasa Taira, and the Taira came, and was makbid on pure Ezev. The Taira could have allowed other Ezev. There were many kinds around at the time, and yet the Taira picked specific generic Ezev, not hyphenated Ezev. So Mamela says the Gemara, that you see is the Taira insisting on regular Ezev, not like a specific kind of Ezev. Then you see from there, it must have a, an accompanying name. And therefore, the Torah said, I know there's other ones. I don't want you to use the other ones. I want you to use this one and this one only. That's why by Ezev, we have that halacha, because... At the time of Mount Tyre, there were several kinds of Ezek. The Tyre, for instance, could have picked in one of the several places. We gave three, four places the Tyre requires an Ezek. In one of the several places the Tyre requires an Ezek, the Tyre could have dropped the second kind. And yet every time, by Pesach, by Mitzayrah, by Tzaras, by Paraduma, by every single, by Nazir, by every single time the Tyre requires Ezek, it picks specific Ezev, even though there were other ones existing at the time. So you see the Tyra had a peda on standard Ezev, not specific Ezev. But, but, Vahani, Murr, there was no other Murr available Bishas Mountain Tyra. These alternative species of Murr came into existence after Matan Tyra. So the Tyra never like discriminated against them by Azai where there was other kinds of Azai and the Tyra discriminated. So the Tyra says, I want regular Azai. I don't want Azai Yavani or Azai Raimi or Azai Kuchli or Azai Midbari. By Mara, there wasn't any other kinds of Mara. So when the Torah demanded Mara, it didn't mean to discriminate against any other kind. It said any Mara. There was no other brands of Mara available by Matan Torah. So when the Torah demanded Mara, it didn't mean to exclude and discriminate against any specific kind of Mara. It meant all Maras. That's one Teretz. Rav Amar... Rav says, no, 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 you're confusing it. You can have a, an accompanying name that changes the nature of the fruit. So for instance, yellow peppers and habanero peppers are both peppers. But there's a very big difference between yellow peppers and jalapeno peppers. It tastes very different. You don't want to eat jalapeno peppers. You want to eat yellow peppers in your salad. So there's sometimes, there's sometimes that a, a, 
change, a name change indicates indicates a difference in kind. So what, when you have Azov, there's different kinds of Azov. There's the standard Azov. Then there's like Azov Raimi, which is totally different. It's like a habanero pepper. Then there's Azov Kuchli, which is totally different. It, that's like a, you know, a bell pepper. It's different. Everything's a different kind. More of a swamp isn't a different kind. It's like saying New York apples or Washington State apples. You can have, if it's a Macintosh apple, it's a Macintosh apple. It doesn't matter where it grew. It doesn't change the nature. Says Rash, says the Gemara, Ravam Hani Mararisa Stama Shemaihu. This murrah of the swamp, it's regular old murrah. Vahai Dekaru Le Mararisa Daagma, this that it's called swamp mar isn't that it changes its taste or its nature or its constitution or its look or anything like that. It's just its location. It's like a Washington State apple. I don't, this still doesn't tell me what kind of apple it is. It's a Washington State apple. Is it sweet? Is it soft? Is it red? Is it green? Is it yellow? You didn't tell me any of those things. Whereas an azite, it's telling you a specific kind, and that's, what, that's the difference. So that's the end of the Gemara. The Mishkach Bagma, they're found in a swamp. That is the end of the Gemara, that's the end of that sugya. Asks from Kivager, and this, this has big lefkaminas for us. Asks from Kivager, a bomb kasha. You're getting all stuck on a name of Mara. Who cares what Mara is called? Your Mara that you eat, if you like, the, the from kind of guy that eats like the horseradish, that's not Mar. Has another name in the Mishnah. It's like one of the later ones. It's five types of Mar you can use in a Mishnah. So, Asrup Kivager, you're getting stuck on if Mar has a hyphenated name. Who cares? If it's not even called Mar, it's fine. As long as it's a bitter thing. You can eat anything as, as long as it's bitter. You can eat anything as long as it's bitter. In fact, there are more paskins, there are more paskins that if you can't find the five species of maror that it says in the Mishnah, Olshin and Tamchoy and maror, and the five kinds of chas, the five kinds of mar, it says in the Mishnah, take any bitter grass. So ask Sir Kivager a bomb kasha, what is the Gemara getting all caught up over here on names of murrah, murrah isn't a name thing. Listen, Azev, I understand. The Torah says, use an Azev. So I have to know, something that's not really called an Azev, did I satisfy the Torah's chiv? The Torah never made a chiv of murrah. The Torah never made a chiv of murrah. Asks Sir Kivager. The Torah said, eat something bitter. Who cares what it's called? So for sure, if it's called murrah, but swamp murrah, it's for sure okay. I don't even care what it's called in the first place. On Rebchista, what's going on here? The mama's like, what is this sugya talking about? Rebchista, like the obvious, like, um, uh, you, know, pre, you know, before you went into the sugya, the assumption of the whole sugya is that you need to have something that's called mar. That's pushing. How about if it has an accompanying name? Like Baezai, that we got through. We had a Baez, Teretz, Rovis, Teretz. And even if it has a hyphen by its name, it's okay. Now, 
Rava says, it can't really have a hyphen by its name. This hyphen is meaningless. Abaye says, no, it's a lot of a, but it's posh, you need to have brand name Mar. Ask Rav Kivanger, there's no such thing to brand name Mar. It's bitter stuff. So that's what Chris is telling you, that this thing, the Agma, obviously there was a, an issue with it. He's telling you that this is good enough. Nothing to do with the name. What do you he's mean letting you know that this is bitter. That's what he's letting me know. But like, then Rav Kivager will have a question on the Hemshach of the Gemara. And what's the Gemara? But still, what's the Gemara asking on that? I, it's a shame of I. I mean, what kind of question is that? Does that have a question? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's Rav Kivager's question. And obviously, the Ramah agrees with Rav Kivager's question. The Ramah Paskins, if you can't find those five things in the Mishnah, then, uh, then, then you can take anything bitter. So... So now this is not an answer to Rav Kivager's kasha. We're not answering Rav Kivager's kasha. This is just arguing with Rav Kivager's kasha. Mogan Avram says, like, it's incredible that Mogan Avram is the first person that poskins this. Not that he's so recent, but it knows like, the Mogan Avram says from our Gemara in Sukkah, not from any Gemara himself, even though this Gemara exists in himself, but the, 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 he brings our Gemara, the Mogan Avram, and says... You see from here that the five things that are in the Mishnah for Mara is the only things that were called Mara in the time of the Torah, like our Gemara. Says, says the Magan of Rum, the Magan of Rum changes every assumption that you had, and don't worry, you're in good company with Rav Kivager. Mara is not just some bitter stuff. When the Mishnah said there are five things you could use for Mara, those were the only things that were called Mar or B'Shasmat and Tyra. And just like Abaya says over here, the Tyra came and said, those five things and those five things only are the only things you could use for Mar and nothing else. So even if they would invent or you would find a more bitter type of vegetable, so like the Rav, everyone says you should use the five kinds in the Mishnah. But like the Ramah and Rav Kivager, that's fine. You found the bitter vegetable, you're most definitely Yetzir Chiyah. Like the Mogan Avram, Alpi Ar Gemara, if something is not on that list, you cannot use it for Mar. The Mogan Avram says, yes, Mar is Tali Bishem. Mar is not Tali in the bitterness as much as it's Tali in the Shem Mar. And those five things in the Mishnah are the only items on earth that can be called Mar. And, and the Mogan Avram source is our Gemara. And we see from, uh, I know this might be a little kooky, but we see, but like pre other, right? We see oh, what... so, so Rukivager's kasha is mamish, mamish, uh, he has the same kasha on the Gemara we had in the third paragraph on Hadas. The Gemara says, you're allowed to use a Hadas Mitzra'ah, Egyptian Hadas. So Gemara says, well, what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is, even though it has a hyphenated name, you're allowed to use it. Frank Rukivager, the same Rukivager, he has these two kashas. Frank Rukivager, Whoever said a hadas needs to be a name, the Torah doesn't use a name hadas. The Torah says any chain fruit. Anaf etzavis. So if it fits the qualification of Anaf etzavis, if it fits the qualification of Anaf etzavis, it's good. The Torah never demanded a hadas. So how could you say that an Egyptian hadas is possible? You don't even need the name hadas in the first place. Rukhivegar Mamish asked that same kasha. Well, I was also going to say, I'm probably not the same thing, but I was going to say, the fact that you, uh, you label something creates other can only be something that fits the description. So you see that if you do specifically name something, 
then then that should be so the, but see, the thing is like this by an esteric that's the only thing on earth that we found to fit the qualifications but by hadas the Gemara apparently found another species that fits that thing the Egyptian hadas so that, that's my Kivegris Kasha Kivegris stays with Kasha the Magan Avram would tell you that since the Torah came along and knew that that other thing existed and demanded this it's only a hadas even though it doesn't say it's a very big Kiddush okay now, back to the sugya that we're really in the middle of. If a person ties something together that's really attached, if you tie something that is anyway attached, it is not called an attaching, which is something we learned before. Um, says the Gemara, If you attach three things, a group, a bundle of three, that is called a bundle. So those are the two for sures. One for sure is not called an attaching, a bundling. Three is for sure called a bundling. Shnayim, two, is a machlekes Rebbe Yehuda v'rabonah. It's a machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbon. Uh, sorry, Rabbi Yaisi and the Rabbon. The Tanat. We learned in the mission as follows. Mitzvahs Ezev. So for instance, when you have to spray the paraduma with an Ezev, the perfect mitzvah, if you were to do it 100% perfectly, it would be as follows. Shleisha kalachim, three stalks, ubehen shleisha gevelim, and on them three bulbs. And Ezai is like a bulb fruit, like a poppy or a, um, like those fruits that you, your kids blow in the, in the summer. You know, that, that's what an Ezai looked like. The dandelions? What dandelions turn into. Mm-hmm. Or, what, wish. Yeah, that, yeah, those things. Snowballs, we call them. So, you have three of those stalks, Ubehen Shleshi give island, and on those there are three bulbs. Rabbi Yaisi says, Mitzvah's Ezaiv Shlesha Givailin. Yes, the mitzvah is to start off with three. Vishiyarov. And, you know, sometimes the violent process of shaking it sometimes makes it break. Vishiyarov Shnayim. It should have two left over. Vigardumov. And at the end, if you have stumps, Gardumov is like Mamish, the stems, the stumps, Kolshehu. They could be the minimum. So now, so far, Rabbi Yaisi didn't say anything different than the Rabbana. The Rabbana says it's preferable to have three. Rabbi Yaisi said, yeah, three at one stage, two at another stage, and one at another stage. So now the question is, and one thing is for sure, Rabbi Yaisi and the Rabbana are arguing. They are arguing. The question is, what, or, you know, where's the Machleka? So far, Rabbi Yaisi didn't say anything that is definitely alarming. Because Daitan, we think now, since in Rabbi the leftovers can be two, you could start off with two. So we're thinking now, we've identified where Rabbi argues on the Chacham. Since you could have two in the, in, you know, in the leftovers, you could start with two also. So why do they say start with three? This that he said start with three is la mitzvah. That's just preferable. So, umid Rabbi Yaisi, shleisha la mitzvah. 
And since Rabbi Yaisi says you should start with three, it's only a mitzvah. So we found now, we think, this is the machlekes. Because the Torah says you have to have an agudas ezeit. You have to have a bundle of ezeit. So we see that the Rabbanan only call three a bundle. And Rabbi Yaisi is even willing to call two a bundle. So that's what we want. Now we're going to modify that. Vatanya, it says the Gemara, we learned in Abraisa, to just to you know prove this point. Rabbi Yaisi, Aimer, Ezaiv, Tchilasishnait. Ezaiv, at first, has to have two. Visharov, and it has a remainder, Echod, if it only has a remainder of one, it's possible. And it's only and it's only kosher if you start off with three, and of shnayim. It's the leftovers too. So we see Rabbi Yaisi needs you to start off with three. So where it says, okay, right string wrong yo yo. I got the amounts correct. I'm just switching the names. Eipach, needs three. You only need three for a mitzvah, but two is what you need. So. We got the right idea. We're just switching the names. And this is what we said. We said whether or not a bundle of two is called a bundle is a machlekes between Rabbi Yaisi and the Rabbanu. We just switched it. We said Rabbi Yaisi is the one that says three is a bundle. The Rabbanu say two is a bundle. And now we're going to prove it. But Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa, Ezev Tchilase Shnayim. And Ezev starts off as two. Vishiyaravecha, the leftovers is one. Then it's kosher. Ve'en apostle. It's only possible if it's beginning and end one. Shiarv echad possible? One second. If it's only left over one, it's possible. Hamer shiarv echad kosher. You said shiarv echad is kosher. Simran says, you're right. It's only possible if it starts with one and it ends with one, then it's possible. But if you start with two, it's kosher. Like we said, it's Draban and Shita. So, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That Reb Yaisi requires three for a bundle, so he only holds it's a bundle if you tie three together. The Rabbanon hold two as a bundle, so he is machsher only, and he, he calls two a bundle, so the kula by Ezeib is a chumrah by sukkah. We're calling two a bundle. So, we're going to start a sugya. We start a sugya tonight that um, people say is from the harder sugyas in sugyah. And tonight we're not going to get into anything real. We'll just do a little gemara and a little background. So we said that only three things are makabal tumah: humans, food, and things. Human food and things. That leaves us with. And, uh, animals aren't makabotoma. Useless things aren't makabotoma. Where things means Caleb, like a flat piece of wood. So, if you think about it, if let's say you have an orange with, like, you know, like on the picture of the orange's container, with like a stem and a leaf. So if I would ask you which parts of it are makabotoma and which parts of it aren't, so you'd say the orange, that's food. But like the stem and the flower and all of the accoutrements, 
are not Makabal Tuma because they're none of the above. They're not people, they're not Kalim, and they're not food. But the Gemara in, in the later Prakam and Chulin brings Psukim that are Marbe Yad, Yodais for Tuma. That if something acts as a Yad or a handle for something else, then the Yad becomes the same din as the item itself. So if the stem is being used as a way to hold the orange, as a way to pick the orange, as a way to hang the orange, as a way to store the orange, if the stem is being used in a way to handle the orange, then it has a dinyad, and therefore, even if it's a dinyad, even though it's not a fruit, a keli, or a person, it's still mekabal tumah. And not only is it mekabal tumah, it contributes to the size. There's a minimum size something needs to be in order to be mekabal tumah. If it's not a certain shear, it's not mekabal tumah. What is included in the measurement of the shear? Not only the fruit, the yad as well. Now, there's one very important caveat. And that is, is that the stem, the leaf, whatever we're talking about, it has to have a usefulness. It has to have a purpose, and it's not just a nuisance. Is if it's a nuisance, if, it's do, if it doesn't have a purpose, then it's not called a yad. It's taka psilus. It's garbage. It's not a yad. And then it's not makabotoma. It's not makabotoma itself. It can't be a conduit for tuma because it's not makabotoma, so it stops tuma dead in its tracks. So if, let's say, somebody or something that's an avatoma touches a stem, that you're not happy with, for instance, for instance, in, in an apple in your fridge, that little thing sticking out, you have no interest in that, right? I don't know if you bedafka remove it before you eat the apple, but or you uh, or you leave it there until you finish the apple, but it has no use. <laughs> so that would be for an example of something that's not a yad. So if a person who's an avatuma would touch that stem, it would not conduct tuma into the apple. If the apple was undersized and it needed that stem to become big enough, it wouldn't count. Whereas, if, let's say, your wife has like um, some tomatoes hanging on that thing in the kitchen that hangs fruits and vegetables to get ripe, and she's using the vine of the tomatoes in order to hang the tomatoes, so she's using the yad of the tomatoes as a yad, then, number one, the yad itself is makabotuma. Number two, the yad itself can be a conduit for tuma. So if all the person touched was the stem, it will conduct tuma through the stem into the actual fruit or vegetable. And number three, it can contribute to the size, since it's a useful yad, it can contribute to the size. If you're lacking minimum size, that can 
make you have enough size. So that's the din of so Yad. It only works during the time that you need it? <coughs> yeah, 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 as we'll so. see from this Gemar. Yeah. Says the Gemar, V'amar Reb Abba, Amar Reb Huna, says Reb Abba in the name of Reb Huna as follows. Habaitzer Legas. If somebody is picking grapes, Baitzer is the verb of, of harvesting, but only for grapes. Legas. And he's using it, and he wants to use these grapes to press into wine. So, as you can imagine, stems when you're making wine, are nothing more than a nuisance. You don't want the stems. You don't need the stems. They don't help you for anything. They're just bad. So therefore, says the Gemara, Engla Yadis. They do not have a din of Yadis for Makabal Toma, to be Makabal Toma. So for instance, if somebody's tummy touches a cluster of grapes that has a stem, and these grapes are destined to be pressed in the gas, in the wine press, those stems are not mekabal they don't conduct tumah, and they're not, and they don't become tamit. That's one halach. Ramanashya Bargada Amar, Ramanashya Bargada Amar Vuna, said in the name of Ravuna, a similar halacha. Hakoitzer l'schach in layadis. If a person is cutting branches for schach, so now we have to start thinking the opposite. It says when you're making schach, you don't want fruit. You don't want fruit. You want the fruit not to be there because fruit is possible for schach. Fruit is makabel tumma. So it's bad schach. But you're okay because you're collecting a bunch of branches, and they have here and there a fruit. So, it doesn't possibly your sukkah because it's a big, big, big meat, and like we said many times, we go after the roiv. So, it's not a problem as far as your schach is concerned, but once again, we can say the same statement, that as far as you're concerned, you do not want any attachment between the fruit and the branches. So, in the first case, it was because the branches, the stems, bothered the fruit. In this case, it's because the fruit bothers and negatively affects the branches. But in either case, whatever starts and whatever follows, in either case, the result is the same, that you do not have any interest in the chibur. You don't have any interest in the fact that the stems and branches are attached to the fruit, either because you don't want the branches or you don't want the fruit. So in either case, since as far as you're concerned, you want no connection between the two, in fact, they are a hindrance, they're a shter, they do not act as yodis. Says the Gemara as follows. We have two statements. And, you know, we're not going to go too far tonight, but we're going to deal with both of these statements. The first thing we want to discuss is which one of the two is more Pashit and which one of the two is a bigger Chiddush. Says the Gemara as follows. Man da Amar Koitzer 
The one who said kaitzer for schach, one was beitzer, that was for grapes, and one was kaitzer was for schach. Manda mar kaitzer, the one that says kaitzer, which means he says that when you cut down branches and there's fruits and branches, you can ignore the fruits and the branches do not act as yadis, he for sure would say beitzer by grapes, the stems do not act as yadis, as conductors, as attachments for tumma. Kol shekein beitzer, for sure, when he's harvesting grapes, the stems do not act as yadis. Why? Because there, in both cases, he doesn't really want the fruit attached to the stem. But by the case of the wine, he really, really, really doesn't want the fruit attached to the stem. Says the Gemara, why? Because, I really don't want the stem there. Not only do I not have a use for the stem, Abrakolzman, the stem is attached, it's not a lot, very slowly, it's sucking out the juice from the grape, which is my goal here, to get wine out of this grape. And as long as there's a stem that is so, somewhat evaporating, it's acting as a straw and evaporating and sucking out, namatsia means to squeeze out, it's squeezing out from the grape juice, so then that's like 100% not wanting the stem there. So there, there everyone can agree that the stem does not act as a yad, because not only is the stem not wanted, it's like really not wanted. It's hurting you. It's not that it's not positively wanted. It's a negative. So if you are willing to say that by schach, that contains little fruits, we do not give it a title yadis, we do not give it a din yadis, then for sure by grapes, where the stem is not just not wanted, it's a shter, it bothers it, it ruins the grapes, then for sure you don't want you don't want that as as uh, attached, and therefore it's not yadis. But says the Gemara, man da amar bites um avokai uh, sorry, right man da amar baitzer sheim leyadis. But the one that said only the stems by grapes don't act as yadis, so that I could agree to. But I would not agree to the case by schach. Because yes, you're right. The case by schach, you don't want the stems attached to the fruits. But it's not like you're anti it, like by the grapes. By the grapes, I'm anti it because the stem is ruining my grape juice. It's taking away from my product. By the schach, listen, I don't want fruit. Fruits from it's not good schach. I want branches. But when the fruit is there, I'm not so upset about it. It does serve a purpose. It weighs down these little twigs. The twigs without the fruit are much lighter and much more likely to fly away. And when the fruit is on it, again, my goal here is not to get fruit. My goal here is not to have fruit in my schach. But once it's there, it does serve a purpose. So I'm, you know, I'm not pro, but I'm definitely not anti. So says the Gemara, the case when you cut for schach, 
yeshliyadis. He would hold that there, the stem and the fruits have a real attachment because although you're not pro, you're not anti. Says the Gemara, you want them to act as schach, you want them as part of your schach, so your schach will not blow away. So what the Gemara is saying over here is that these two Lashinas that seemed to have been saying the same point. These two Lashinas seemed to have been saying the same thing. In fact, you could have wondered, why don't you just say it as halach? Why did you give examples? Say, anytime you have fruits and stems and you don't really want them together, the stems don't act as yodas. The stems don't have a din as yodas. Says Gemara, because there's a big difference here. I said it with a nuance, but there's a big difference. What causes it not to be yodas? Not actively wanting it or actively not wanting it? Does it does <coughs> depend on the person or is it... No, the, the, this would be right, what a standard... Might want it also yeah, no, this would be what a standard... The Gemara is saying what a standard person would want. Right. So says the Gemara, that's the difference. If you express your halacha in terms of grapes and stems then what you're saying between the lines is in order for it not to be yodos, in order for me not to consider them attached, I have to not want it. Not just I don't want it. I have to want it not. I really do not want those stems there. I proactively don't want it. Not just I don't want it. I don't want it. But if you only express the halacha in terms of schach, then hey, you're right. You don't want it, but you don't mind it. If you're willing to say it there, then you have a much bigger case of something not acting as yodas. That not only when you're anti-something does it not act as yodas, even when you're not anti, but you're not fully pro, you're not dying for them to be there, they still don't act as yodas. So the difference in how you express the case causes a very big difference in what acts as yodas and what doesn't. Now we're on tape, so guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we waited till this second. I'm not joking. We'll, we'll repeat everything interesting after. Got to make three or two recordings. Okay, second line of Yud Gimel Amid Beis. Darash Marema. So the topic of our Mishnah is called Gezeras Eitzer. And if you would have to just summarize our Mishnah, our Mishnah said that if you take a bundle of sticks or stuff that you dry and you throw it on top of your sukkah, it is puzzle for sukkah. Even if you did it with all the right intentions and all the right reasons, any bundle is puzzle because either you or someone else will say, ah, He's using bundles on top of his sukkah for sukkah. I, too, am going to use bundles. And little do you know, he did a shame sukkah. You're going to think you could just change your mind and turn it into sukkah. So if you would have a takeaway from the Mishnah, the takeaway from the Mishnah would be bundles are possible. Says the Gemara, Darash Maremar. Maremar Darshan as follows. Hani isuraisa desura, the bundles of that they sell in sura 
of gathered wood or reeds or different sticks in surah misachach and behu. You could use them for schach. Really? That sounds like mamish, not like the Mishnah. So you're going to tell me, oh, they must not be tied. No, even though they're tied, why? What's the give? What gives? Says the Gemara, they were only tied for counting purposes, which means, which means they were sold by the dozen or by 25 or whatever. They were sold by 10. So the only reason they were tied was in order for a count, but they aren't really tied yet. So, therefore, you could use them for sach. Now, what's the pshat? So, for a minute, we'll say what we, you know, what's probably pashib pshat, but we'll see in a second that that can't work. So, for the meantime, we could say very simply, because they're not there to dry. Which means, what is the problem in our Mishnah that the Mishnah answers bundles? Because since you put it up there to dry and you're using it for schach, the next guy might also put it up there to dry and then change his mind for schach. And since it wasn't put up for the right reasons, it's bad. So anytime you put something up to dry, it's possible for schach. And therefore, the reason for this is great. Since in Surah, the fact that they're bundled isn't for drying purposes, but rather for counting purposes. Therefore, even though it's a bundle, it's kosher. That seems to be the pshat for the meantime. Okay, that's one halacha. Next halacha, pursuant to our Mishnah that discusses drying, uh, tying bundles, Omar Rab Abba says, Rab Abba, Hani Tsrifi. These hunting teepees. Which means, if you want to catch a bird, so they didn't have like, a, you know, rifles in those days or shotguns. So if you want to catch a bird, so you have to like make sure the bird's not scared. So they used to construct, construct these like very, very flimsy teepees. But as far as the bird was concerned, it just looked like a bunch of reeds. And you would take these, these uh, teepees and you would tie them on the bottom wide and then you'd pull them on the top and make a knot on the top and you'd have a teepee and you could, if you're the hunter, the bird hunter, you could climb in inside that teepee and like, you know, there's plenty of spaces to see and the bird doesn't suspect that there's a human in there and like then the bird lands either on top of your teepee or somewhere very near and you're able to catch the bird with your net. So... This is a Tzrifa de Orbani. Orbani means made out of Aravis. So, seems over here, you have a textbook case of a bundle. A teepee is essentially a bundle. A teepee is a tied unit of reeds, sticks, branches, Aravis. And it seems that it should be puzzle, like our Mishnah says, because anything tied up is puzzle. Says the by the way, before we go back there, well, if a teepee's puzzle, teepee's not tied for drying purposes. So you see that even something that is tied not for drying purposes is possible. So the shot we said in the last Gemara is not true. 
So let's just change the shot we said in the last Gemara and move on. The reason the last Gemara is kosher, again, the Gemara says in, in Surya, where the bundles are tied for numbering purposes, they're kosher for schach. It's not a problem of a bundle. Now we see it's not because it wasn't tied for drying, because tipis also weren't tied for drying, and they're puzzle for schach. So what was, what is okay about the surah bundles, the bundles for numbers? The answer is, is that when you tie something just for numbers, it's a very weak knot. It's weak string, it's weak knot, it's a derech agav dika aroi dika kshira. So, and a bundle aroi is kosher for schach, and our Mishnah is a much more serious, heavy-duty kind of knot, and that's, and, and string and twine, and that's why it's puzzle for schach. So, let's just put a bow, no pun intended, on the last Gemara. The reason why the last Gemara is okay, and it's not a violation of the Mishnah, is because the ties in our Mishnah, the, the knots in our Mishnah, the bundles in our Mishnah, are real eggs. The real ties. The tie on the Isurais of the Surya, since it was only for number purposes. So you just have to know how many to scoop up. It's tied with a weak thing, and you have to write a math. You got a dozen, you got 50, whatever it's tied into. <coughs> the tie is just for numbers. It's a weak, wimpy tie, and therefore it's kosher for schach. Now let's return to our Gemara. We're assuming that the only reason why you put it on the roof is because for schach there would be no other reason. Yeah. Why we're not worried about what, I, what anyone else would think. Right, because, so, so, and we can explain also very easily, thank you for pointing that. So your average walker buyer, your average passerby, <coughs> will look at it and say, oh, that's not a bundle. That's tied with like, you know, mom, it's like, uh, you know, nothing. It's tied with like very weak twine. So he won't even confuse it with a real tie, with a real bundle. Says the Gemara, Amr Baba, Hani Tsrifi, these hunting tipis, the Arbani that are made out of Arabis, Kevan Shahuta, Shkevan Shahutra, Rashi Madan and Shalahem. Once the top knot is untied, Ksherin, they are kosher, says the Gemara, even though a tipi is tied on the bottom of the tipi, and when you bunch them together on top, it's tied on top. If you untie the top knot, it's kosher for schach, even though the bottom part of the teepee is still tied. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, mitatai. Ah, it's still tied on the bottom. Says the Gemara, oh, you're right, you're right. Amr of Papa, Tishari Lahu. Yeah, you untied the bottom one also. So if you're wondering now, what's the Hiddish? You have to untie the top one, and according to a papa, you have to untie the bottom one. The chiddush is, Rashi explains, that it's still woven, which means you can't just tie a string around the teepee and it works. You have to weave it between each one so it holds each individual pole. So each one is like woven around, and then you wo- so like the stock mats now. Right, it's like woven around, and then at the bottom it's like tied with a knot. So the chiddush is that you could untie the knot. You don't have to break up the whole weave and untie how it gets into each one of the poles. That you don't have to do. As long as the general knot on the bottom is untied, that's enough to make it not a bundle and it's kosher for stuff. It doesn't sound so awry, though. Well, if it's untied, well, 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 
I don't want to confuse the next Eretz. If it's untied, if it's untied, no one can even confuse it with a bundle. It's not bundled. It's not tied. In other words, you're right. What you, the job you did may have been a festa job, and the, and the rope you used may have been tight, good festa rope, but Lemaissa, once you untie it, no one can even confuse it with a bundle. You can't call that a bundle. Is the problem that it's called a bundle? The problem is that it's all stacked up and it's too thick. And it's a bundle. No, it's not, shame, a, not a shame, yeah, bundle. shame bundle. Shame bundle. Shame bundle. 100%. Xeris Eitzer. Because we're afraid the guys from look and said, people had Eitzers. People had bundles. Everyone had a bundle on their loft. And we're afraid guys walking by house to say, oh, he used his loft for a sukkah. I'm going to use that also. So notice, it has to be the common case of bundle. Says the Gemara second Teretz. Says the Gemara second Teretz. Rav Huna Amar, Rav Huna Rishua, Afilu Tema Delay Shari Lahu. Now, it could be even that you didn't untie the bottom. Well, now we answer one big kasha. What's the Chiddush? Now it's a massive Chiddush. Says Rav Huna Brei Rishua, even though a tipi has two sets of knots, one in the bottom, one on top. And all you untied and all you undid was the top knot. And you didn't untie the bottom knot. It still is kosher for a sukkah. Why you have a, an existing knot? Why isn't it a problem of oitzer? Says the Gemara. Why? Because called eged. She'en leishma eged. A tie that does not facilitate taking with. What's the main reason something is tied? It enables you to just pick up one part of it and take, and the whole thing comes. When something is tied, you don't have to hold, you don't have to hold every individual one. The point of a tie, the use of a tie, is that this whole bundle is tied up, so all I have to do is, like, it's like a six-pack. They have that plastic, that plastic thing you could hold it with, so I could take six bottles with one finger. The whole point of a tie is to enable easy carrying. So says the Gemara, you're 100% right over here. All you did was untie the top tie, and the bottom tie is strong and still intact. But you can't carry a teepee only using the bottom tie. It's gonna all, it's gonna all, all unravel from the top. So even a tie that is good and intact and a thick tie is still leishma eged. It still doesn't count as a tie because it doesn't enable carrying. Why are we worried about because the, the Mishnah, we, you know, we had two choices, but we said the Mishnah is Pasad Zerasaitzer, so which means you did it right. You put the bundle of Tzach on, on top of your sukkah, and you said, this is L'Shem Tzach. Meaning, yeah, I could leave it up there to dry. I'm not. I'm leaving it up there to make Tzach, for shade. The onlooker is going to say, like everyone else, you put it up there to dry. Oh, that can make a kosher sukkah, and it's going to come out. People are going to all use their lofts for sukkahs, even though it wasn't l'shem sale. And that's what we're scared of. And that was the takon in the Mishnah, called gzer seitzer. Fine. Now, says the Gemara, once we're talking about tzchach, pretty loose connection, but that's the connection. Omer Reb Abba Omer Shmuel. Yurakis she'amru chachamim. All the vegetables that the chachamim said 
Adam Yitz ben Yedechei Vasim Pesach, you can be Yitzi with your Chiv of Maror on Pesach. Now, this has absolutely nothing to do with Pesach, and absolutely nothing to do with Maror. Just one little thing. The vegetables that you're able to use for Maror happen to all be little thin vegetables. I don't know if that leads to bitterness, or it happens to be coincidental, but big fat vegetables like potatoes aren't Maror. The common denominator that we're zeroing in on is their thinness. Okay, that said, let's talk a little bit of background. I'm sorry, I have to ask. It's a huge, thick thing. It's not thin. A what? A martyr, you know, the big... Yeah, that's when it's, like, fresh. Um, yeah, I listen, I, I agree with you. But the, the, the way Rashi's going to say it, that's when it's fresh, but it, it, it can easily dry out and turn thin. And then it gets really small? Then it gets really small. We'll see why in a second. So, like this. We've discussed this before, that Tuma, unblocked, will go to the sky. Tuma, when it's not blocked, will, will go straight to the sky. When something is either, you know, when something blocks the Tuma, when something is not makabal tumah, and therefore sort of absorbs the tumah, it won't go through it. It'll be protected from going above it. So for instance, if you take a mace and put it in something that's not makabal tumah, like a flat piece of wood, and you walk right on top of that plank of wood, you're not tumah. You're not tumah. Because there was something in between you and the Tumah that would block the Tumah from going up. That's one halacha and hilchas Tumah we need to know. We discussed in the second parak with the alternating slats in the roof. Another halacha Tumah is that if you and a mace are under the same roof or the same item, then that item brings the Tumah to you. So let's say there's a 12-foot-long piece of wood, and you're at one end of it, and there's a dead guy at the other end of it, you're Tumah. Even though you're not in Daladamas, and you're not in the same room, but you and the mace share a top. So the first halacha is called Chaytzitzin Bifnei Tumah. It blocks the Tumah. And the halacha we're discussing now is called Meivian Es HaTumah. It is. It is. It is. And that's why the Gemara says in many places that if everything is normal, you could walk in a Beisach forest and not be tummy. We're just geyser because maybe someone wasn't buried properly. You know, you're 100% right. If everything is done properly in a Beisach forest, it's the most amazing, bizarre halacha. A Beisach forest is not the in fact, the Gemara goes so far as to say, the only issue to walk in the basic forest is the Rabbanon. Because Midaraisa, Rav, Arainus, Yeshul, Chal, Tevach, and they're not going to, you're not going to be Tomei. And the whole issue of a kind to go in the basic forest is only the Rabbanon. You know, a plea at Tumai. Well, no, bodies of bodies of bodies of bodies. Oh, but if it's an Aran, yeah, yeah, if it's an Aran, yeah, same thing, yes. Yes. Okay. So, says the Gemara. 
Omer of Abba, Omer Shmuel, Yerakis She'amru Adam Yetzvini De'chevasa Be'Pesach. The vegetables that Chazal said can be used as maror on Pesach, they are solid enough vegetables, they are substantial enough items, that if you and a mace share a common horseradish, and both of you are under the same horseradish, again, it doesn't have to be a person, it could be a cherry. So if you have horseradish here, dead guy here, cherry over there, and you both share the same horseradish, then you're both roofed by the same horseradish, then you are Tamir, the cherry is Tamir. A vegetable can be effective bringer of Tumah. That's the first halach. Now, the But, since marr is not human food, no one eats marr voluntarily. No one likes marr. It's not human food. It's animal food. Therefore, says the Gemara, it's not chaytzitzin b'fnei Ain't chaytzitzin b'fnei why? If it's not Makabal Tumah, it should block the Tumah. If it's not Makabal Tumah, if it's animal food, it should block the Tumah. After all, any item that's not Makabal Tumah should stop, contain, and block Tumah. So why is Marer an ineffective blocker of Tumah? Why, if there's a dead guy housed by a layer of Marer, and someone goes on top of it, why is he tame? Why didn't the murrah effectively block the tumah from going through its lair? After all, it's not makabal tumah. So it should have been effective in blocking the tumah. The answer is, is because murrah, due to its thinness, is subject to drying up and shriveling up. And therefore, if I would give you the shtempel, if I would say, it's okay, you could walk over murr, even though there's a dead guy under the murr. Today, itaka may be an effective shield of the tumah. But these vegetables, by their nature, are subject to shriveling up and like becoming much smaller and much more porous and not an effective layer of blocking of tumah. Therefore, since these vegetables in particular are subject to shriveling, midrabana we say they never block the tumma. Meaning midrabana, if it's intact, I can't tell you it didn't block the tumma. But midrabana, I don't want you getting comfortable with the idea that these vegetables can block the tumma because today they're here, tomorrow they're gone, and you're going to think, well, if it was good yesterday, it's going to be good tomorrow, and it's not because they're going to shrivel up. So Mimela, that's how we can have this seeming shpal, this seeming dichotomy, this steer. So says the Gemara. Why maybe, is it maybe? Why is it maybe? Because Kolzman, it's intact. You don't, some, something, Taisa doesn't like this, but Rashi says, you don't need to be Makabal Toma to be maybe a Satoma. So let's leave whether or not it's Makabal Toma, it's animal food or human food, add in a picture. But when it's Kolzman, it's intact, and it's a healthy, you know, moist, nice, 
vegetable. So you and the dead guy are sharing a roof. So it's maybe a satoma. Because it is a solid item. So calls mine a salad, of course it's maybe a satoma. The Rabbana aren't going to stop that. And therefore, based on that, it should be chaitz bifnei atoma. But it's not. That's where the Rabbanan step in. The Rabbanan say, you're right. Today, it could and should be an effective blocker of tumma. But since these vegetables are prone, are subject to shrinking and getting nothing and turning into nothing and falling apart, I don't want you to get used to the idea that this murder is becoming your block to Toma. Don't get, don't be relying on that because tomorrow you're gonna like just do it without thinking and little, you know, the thing shrunk to like a quarter of its size and it's not good for blocking Toma anymore. Says the Gemara, and this is why it's here. And since it's not Mechabal Toma, so it would make great schach. And Midaraisa, you're correct. Midaraisa, you're correct. It makes great schach. It makes great schach. It is something that grew from the ground and not Makabal Toma. But you're going to put it up on your roof of your schach and not think about it again. And day one and two of Sukkot, it was nice and moist, and it took up the proper amount of space, and your Sukkot had more shade than sun. But by the third day of Cholamayd, the thing shriveled and garnished. And you have no schach. And that's Pasha. No one's arguing with that. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm passing you the first night of Sukkot. When it's fully intact and beautiful, it's fully there. It looks like you have awesome schach, 100% coverage. Just like as far as it blocking Tuma, I say, pretend it's not there because I don't want you to count on it. As far as schach is concerned, also I say the same thing. Pretend it's not there. I don't want you counting on it. Because even though it looks like it's here today, these vegetables are subject to shrinking, and therefore, I don't want you being semichana for schach. And then, says the Gemara, an even bigger chiddush. There are two shiurim for pasling schach. Schach puzzle, let's say you put metal in your schach. It only puzzles if there's four amis of bad schach. Avir, which is nothing, blank spaces, Bald spots. Bald spots are possible with three tvachim. So how do I view this marrow stuff? As bad schach and the psul is only four tvachim? Or as nothing, as avir? And it even passes with a mere three tvachim of emptiness. Says more. That's how nothing I consider it. That's how worthless I consider it. That not only do I assume it's going to shrivel up and go away, and I give you that din the first night of Sukkot, even though that hasn't happened yet, I'm not even calling it Tzach Pasle, that you have four Tzvachim of space till your Pasle. I'm calling it, I'm calling it Tzach, I'm calling it Avir, and it's nothing. And it Pasle's with three Tzvachim. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, Upsulin, Upaislin, I'm sorry, Upaislin Besuka, Mishum Avir. It passes the Sukkah as if you have nothing there. Why? Why are you doing that? Why are you passing it in the meantime when nothing's wrong? You have beautiful Sach. It's Namakabal Tumma, it grew from the ground, and it's 100% coverage. My timer. Kevin de Lachiyavshi, since when it dries out, 
parchi, it's going to fly away v'nafli and fall down. Keman, the less nehudami. Now it's like it's not there. Just like as far as shielding and blocking and containing tumma, I say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you the benefit of blocking tumma. So too, as far as using it for schach, I'm not going to give you the benefit of it being schach, even though in the meantime it's good, because I view it as a high potential of falling apart, and that's going to happen, so I'm going to postulate it as of now. What about any tree you cut down? So the nature of it has to be that, no, that's why no one uses for schach, like you cut down a branch of like a leaf tree. Because leaves, when they're not attached to a tree, in a week they shrivel them and go away. You don't have schach. So like pines, they last much longer. So like people used to use them. That's why it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I know we say by, by uh, the rule of an answer also. I mean, eventually it's going to shrivel up into nothing too. I guess they don't that fast. They do yeah. eventually. I'm just not in a week. Not that fast. Not in a week. It dries out. It doesn't shrivel. Yeah. So, like yeah. Last week maybe. They're not in a week. Not, not when you need it. Okay, so hopefully this will be installment number three of a three-part suya. It's for sure going to be installment number three. Hopefully it will be a three-part suya. Um, so, like this. We started Thursday night with... Uh, started Thursday night with two members that sounded pretty similar. The members were the same, but what they accomplished was a little different. In general, there's a halacha called Yadis of Tumah. What Yadis of Tumah does is it allows an item, which by itself would not be Makabal Tumah, a stem. A stem's not Makabal Tumah. A stem is no different than the branch that it's attached to. Just like the branch itself is not Makabal Tumah, the stem should not be Makabal Tumah, and that is the halacha of a stem. But, since it's attached to a fruit and it's used as a handle, that's the word yadis, as a handle for the fruit, it becomes part of the fruit and it's mekabal tuma alt yadis. And this is real, it's direct, so it's not exera. Adin yadis tuma. Our Sunday Thursday night involved cases where you're not necessarily happy about the fruit or its yad. And therefore, it does not have a din yadis. So the case we started off with was the yadis of grapes that you harvested for wine. They do you no good. They're not good in your wine. And they're not good on the grape before you press the wine. So they do not have a din yadis. The other din we said Thursday night was that if a person is using branches for schach and generally wants schach, but there's some fruit on the branches. So once again, he's not happy with the fruit. So their uh, stems do not have a din yadis. That was the, that was the uh, sheer Thursday night. Uh, last night, we brought a brysa that says, that said, that this is l'chaira, the halacha b'ischach, is ostensibly emachlekes tanoim. Because we brought a machlekes in that brysa, and the machlekes was mamish along these lines. The machlekes was, if you have schach, we know that fruits ruin schach. They're makabal But like something we've been discussing for many, many, many months, we go basar roiv. So if let's say you have a branch with fruits 
and branches on it. The branches being good schach, the fruits being bad schach. So you have to go after majority. If it's 51% branch, you're fine. If it's 51% fruit, you're not fine. Okay, so the fruit has to out, the branch has to outnumber the fruit. We had a machleikes, we had a machleikes. How, what does the branch have to outnumber? Does it just have to outnumber the fruit, not the stem? That would show us that the stem is not part of the fruit. There's no yadis. Or does the branch and the amount of branch have to actually also outnumber the stem of the fruit? And that would tell us that ah, the stem has been fruit. And just like the branches have to outnumber, the actual fruit have to outweigh, have to out size the actual fruit, they have to outsize the actual stem. And therefore, Vimandamra Manashia Bargada, who said that the yodis of fruits on Tzach do not count, is actually subject to this machlekes tanoim. The opinion that said that the branches do not have to outweigh the stems agreed with him. The opinion that said that the branches do have to outweigh the stems did not agree with him. And Ramanashi Bhagavad did not like being in that position, so he answered as follows. He said, no, no, in general, of course everyone agrees with me. Stems don't count. That is a special case which segued us into the sugya we're going to discuss tonight. That's a special case. And it's really talking about the halach of changing your mind. And what's going on over there is as follows. That wasn't a pure case of schach. In a pure case of schach, everyone would agree with me. Of course, the yadis do not have a din yadis. The stems don't count. They're not fruit. What happened over there is he didn't pick it as schach. We said last night, the guy walked his backyard, wanted some apples from his tree, cut down a section of his tree, expecting to find tons of apples. He cuts down this whole branch, this whole limb of the tree, and like upon inspection, he sees just three apples on this whole stupid thing. At which point he says, you know, this isn't worth my time. It's Arab sukkahs. And he chucks the whole thing on his sukkah for schach. So now we're in a different situation. You wanted it as fruit. You picked it as fruit. You didn't pick it as schach. If you pick it as schach, of course the yada still count. You picked it as fruit. Then you changed your mind. So now, ah, you want to change your mind. We're not going to be so nice to you meaning it's not so possible to change your mind. And that, is, and that is what happened. To which the Gemara says, the Gemara says, let's pick it up there. And if you just take the three apples off, then it would be kosher? That will be fine. We'll see in Mamish two seconds. So the Gemara says, one second. Okay, beautiful. So you justified the opinion that says that the fruit counts as fruit and the stems count as fruit because you picked it as fruit. So let's pick it up five lines from the bottom of Yud Gimel and Beis. Ikaitzitzan l'achila. Well, if you cut it down, l'achila, v'nimach halein l'sikoch, you changed your mind and turned it into schach. Ikaitzitzan l'achila maitamal drabonam. If it's actually fruit and the stems are fruit stems, then why would drabonam 
okay them? Why would the Rabbanan not need the branches to be mevatel them? Why would the Rabbanan not need the branches to outweigh the stems? After all, you picked it as fruit. They turned into fruit. They have a dinner fruit. Why did the Rabbanan okay it? Says the Gemara, <clears throat> So says the Gemara, the Rabbanan hold your letter, change your mind. Lest you try telling me, Ksavri Rabbanan, the Rabbanan hold, Kevan, the Nimlach Alein Lesikach, since you change your mind, Nimlach means to change your mind, since you change your mind, you made them Schach, Botlalei Machshavtai, your initial thought, your initial, your initial Kavana, your original thought, is Botl. And the fact that once upon a time you thought it to be fruit, goes away. And that's why the Rabbanan are okay. So says Rabbanashim Bargada, there you have it. There you have it. I explained the machlekas on my terms. In a classic case, in a regular case, of course there's no such thing as yadis. In a regular case, there's no such thing as yadis. Yadis do not count. Yadis are not fruit. Yadis don't pose a problem. Yadis don't bother with them. The reason why yadis are a potential problem here is because they were cut as fruit. You messed up. You cut them as fruit. And the machlekes about whether or not you have to be mavatal the yadis is, did your mind changing help? Does changing your mind help? The rabbanon who say changing your mind helps, that's why you don't need to be mavatal them, because you change your mind and they're no longer fruit. And the acherim that say that changing your mind doesn't help hold your knowledge to change your mind. Okay. So you explained it beautifully, Ramanashi Bargad, that they're not arguing about your case, they're arguing about their case. To which the Gemara says, really? Is it that simple? Can you just change your mind and something loses its status? <laughs> Does his original thought of picking them as fruit go away that simply? We learned the Mishnah as follows. Kol hakelim Yardin lidei tuma b'machshava. All kalim go down to the status of tuma with thought. What that means is as follows: We know there's three categories of things that can become tame on earth: food, people, and kalim. Now, a kali is not as black and white as you may think. Which means, which means. Let's say you take a piece of leather. So now, when you kill the cow and take it off the cow, it's not a keli yet. So you take this piece of leather. Now, you could do many things with this leather as far as making a keli. The simplest, most primitive thing would be, for instance, to make a tablecloth. Like, so now they sell like these faux leather tablecloths. But like, once upon a time, people would have real, real leather <laughs> real leather tablecloths so like let's say you're a leather tanner guy and you take a piece of leather and you make it smooth well right now it's a tablecloth so is it makabotoma depends what you're thinking do you want it to be a tablecloth or are you going to fix it more make it into shoes so now we see that when something can be makabotoma is really dependent on the thought, on the mind of the maker. So says the Gemara, kol hakelim, 
all kalim yarden liday tuma b'machshava. They go down to the status of being able to become tame with thoughts, which means when the craftsman thinks and decides that they should be makabel tuma, meaning they are a keli now, then they could be makabel tuma. And like even shoes, like some shoes are more developed than other shoes, which means let's say a guy forms a pair of shoes. So right now, they're moccasins. But if like, you know, you, you sharpen them up a little and you make some holes and you tie them down, then they could turn into loafers. And then if you like put on more parts, they could turn into tie shoes. Then if you put on more parts, they could turn into like uh, weirdo shoes, like with high things and the zachet, right? So you could, at different points, you could make one thing into many things. When is it done? When the maker wants it. So says the Mishnah, that's telling your das. How about changing your mind? Let's say a guy takes a piece of leather, makes a tablecloth. Then he says, what am I, stupid? I could sell a tablecloth for 10 bucks. I could sell shoes for $400. I changed my mind. I don't want this to be a tablecloth anymore. I now want it to be a pair of shoes. You have to have rights on the item. You have to own the item. Meaning yeah, this somebody, is. This is. If somebody else wants yeah, this to is. snatch that. No, this is. It's his item. It's his item, his das. Whatever he wants. So says the Gemara, they ain't and they do not leave their status of being Makabal because they are not Kalim, which means, what do you want? You want it to go from being a full tablecloth to a potential shoe. A full tablecloth is Makabal A potential shoe isn't. So says the Gemara, they ain't You cannot change the status of something's ability to be makabal tumah simply by thinking about it, you have to do an action. Which means, if you made a tablecloth, it's makabal tumah. Ah, oh, you want it not to be makabal tumah because you want to further develop it by simply changing your mind that does nothing. You cannot reverse a Tumah decision with another decision, the only way you can reverse a Tumah decision is with an action. Okay, you want it to be, you want it to be shoes? Cut, make a round thing in the middle of your tablecloth and show me you're serious about changing from a tablecloth. Thoughts cannot change thoughts. Decisions cannot change decisions. Actions can change decisions. Says the Gemara, in fact, I'm going to tell you the rules. Maisa, an action to show you still want to work on it. An action can reverse any kind of decision. An action can reverse another action. An action can reverse a thought. So for instance, let's say you make shoes. And you say, okay, they're done. And you say, you know what? I want to turn them into tie shoes from slip-on shoes. I'm going to put on these. You can do an action and make them not a finished product yet. An action can change actions or thoughts. Machshava, says the Mishnah, Eina Maitzia cannot change status. Loi miyad cannot change what you did by action. Voloi miyad machshava, and not from thoughts. So says the Gemara, you're wrong. You're wrong. Which means, 
You, Ramanashi Bargada, tried to justify that Mishnah. Remember, the Mishnah said, had one opinion, sorry, the stems count. So you said, eh, that's because he thought it was fruit. When he picked it, he picked it for fruit. Says more, yeah? If he picked it for fruit, why the Rabbanan say that it doesn't count? Why did the Rabbanan say it's not Yodas? Why did the Rabbanan say you do not have to be Mavatal the Yodas? You said, because he changed his mind. You see from here, you can't change your mind by Toma. Sorry, bad answer. You see from this Brisa, Machshava cannot change anything. Bad answer. Says Gmar, no, no. It's a good answer. There's a difference between kalim and fruit. Vechitema, let's say you try saying, Hani mili, na. Really, I'm correct. Thoughts can change anything. Except by kalim. Kalim, when you make kalim, that's a much higher bar. Says the Gemara, Vechitema, lest you say, only by kalim, which are very choshev, which are real. I mean, like, honestly, if I would ask you, which do you think requires more thought, more planning, a pair of leather shoes or a branch of a tree, you would all agree a pair of leather shoes is much more serious. And therefore, I'm not going to believe your change just by thought, you're going to need an action to change. But the status of a stupid branch, I could see why we would be more lenient. Says lest you say, that's only by kalim that you need an action to change its status. But when we're dealing with stems, that, hey, listen, it's food. It comes with machshava and it goes with machshava. We'll prove that wrong. I think we'll stop here. This is too hard to just uh, swallow the next price. Let's let's stop here in Chazer, and then we'll make fourth installment. So the mice that you do when you throw it on the no, that's not a mice. Okay. So. We had on Thursday night two members that were very similar to each other. And, you know, we ultimately said that one of them is a bigger Kiddush than the other, but they were very similar. The first one was if a person cuts down grapes that he plans on using for wine, the stems do not have a din yodas. Because since the stems are not wanted and the grapes are not really eichel. They're going to be pressed. So the stems do not have a din yod yodais laper yad lapri. That was din one. Din two that we said on Thursday night was that if a person cut down branches first schach and the branches had fruits on them. So in this case, on the contrary, you definitely do not want the fruit for food. You definitely do not want the fruit for food. On the contrary, it being food is going to cause you problems. 
because food is makabel tumah, and schach cannot be makabel tumah. So you do not want it to be food, and you don't want the food there at all. So therefore, he said also that it's not a yad leperi. It's not a yad to be makabel tumah. It's not a an extension. What can, can, that can conduct tuma. That was the statements we said. They, they, those were the statements we said on Thursday night. We said that the first one is more agreeable than the second one. Everyone can agree on the first one because, because by the grapes, having the stems there ruins your wine. As long as the, gra- the stems are there, it's mutts, it seeps out the fruit, the juice, and therefore you really do not want them there. So there, everyone agrees that they're not yaldish because you really don't want them there. But by the schach, although you're right, you don't want to eat the fruits, you don't even want the fruits, you need it for schach. The more the fruits are there, the more is makabal tumah, and you can't have schach that's makabal tumah. So yes, you do not want them there, but Lamaisa, once they're there, they do serve a shtickel purpose. They do weigh down the schach and prevent it from flying away. So the one who said it about grapes, you would not be able to say that he agrees to that. He would say, no, that does have a dinyad because it is a fruit. You could still eat it. You're slightly happy about the fruit's presence here. So there, he would say that that Yad does have a din yad laperi because you are somewhat a little bit happy about the fruit's presence. So that's what we said on Thursday night. The Gemara now continues, smack in the middle, a little, little below the middle, pretty much in the middle of Yud Gimel Amid Beis. Nema, let us suggest, Nema, let's say, that that second statement, the one of Ramanashia Bargada, is subject to being a machlikas tanoim. What was the one of Ramanashia Bargada? He was the schach one. He was the schach one. He was the one that said that if you have branches for schach, and on the branches are some fruits, it's a minority, so it doesn't possibly your schach. Therefore, he said, since you don't really want the fruits, you don't really want the fruits, you really only want the branches, the stem of the fruit does not act as a yad leperi, it does not act as a conduit for tumah, because you don't really want it. So again, this was the less agreeable statement, but let us suggest that this is subject to a machlekes tanoim. Says the Gemara, Ditanya. We learned in a brace of the following machlikas tanoim, and what we're going to try to do, and this is an accusation, this is not a good thing. You don't want to be subject to a machlikas tanoim. So we're accusing him that what you said is subject to a machlikas tanoim, and we're pointing a finger at him. Says the Gemara, Ditanya. What does that mean? Because, be, because um, that's the best case scenario. A lot of case scenarios you're being argued on. So, what you're saying is like you know, good news and bad news. You said last it was like a tie. 
And I was like, you just lose. You're not, like, you're oh, not going you're old. You're in a moron. You're saying something that someone's subject to about like yeah. So best case scenario, be quiet. Yeah. You know, let, let it let it exist on its own. Worst case scenario, one of them is against you, and especially if the good one is against you, you're a big trouble. Especially the Rabbanon of that Machlegis Tanaim is the one that's on the wrong side of you, then your mom is on the wrong side of the Machlegis. But in no case is it good. At best case scenario, sometimes we just like say, okay, fine. So knows, the good news is you're never totally wrong. But the bad news is like it's not good. Like you're not saying anything. Best case scenario, worst case scenario, you're on the wrong side of the law. So says the Bryce. Suche Tainim. Branches with yads. You have like a full branch of tainim, of figs. Ubehen tainim, and there are figs on them. Parchilin, vines. Ubehen anavin, there are grapes on them. Kashin, stalks. Ubehem shibailim, and on them are grain, crowns of grain. Mechabdais, branches of a palm tree. I think in English they're fronges. Ubehem tamari, and on them are dates. So, this is our case. You have branches and fruits. Now, now we know, we discussed in this sugya, that if you want to use that stuff for schach, then the branch part, the psalis part, had better be a right. Arrive, meaning it has to outnumber the fruits. So now, what exactly does the branch have to outnumber? Does the branch have to outnumber just the fruit? Or does the branch have to outnumber the fruit and its yad? And its stem? Now this is going to be very telling. If you tell me that the branch has to outnumber the fruit itself and not its stem. So you see that the stem is not a dinyad. It's not part of the fruit. It's not considered an attachment to the fruit because the branch just has to outnumber the amount of fruit, the space of fruit. It doesn't need to outweigh. It doesn't need to outnumber the stem also. But if you tell me here, but if you tell me here, that the branch needs to, if you want to have 51% schach, needs to outnumber the square inches of the fruit and their stems, then what do you see? Then you see that not only does the fruit have a din fruit, the stem has a din fruit, and it has a din yad. Now if you're the man Amar that says that there's no din yadis by schach, you don't want anyone saying that. You don't want anyone saying that the branches have to outnumber both the fruit and the stem because then you're basically saying the stem counts as the fruit that is in Dinyad Lapeiri. So let's see what this Brysa comments about that and we'll see if he's either good, bad, or a machlekes. Says the Gemara like this. Cool on all of these cases of fruits with their branches. Impsiles if the branch, the useless, the garbage, sales means garbage, useless, it's branches, it's not fruits, it's not useful. Maruba outnumbers al ha'eichlin, the fruit part, it's kshera, it's kosher, 
And if not, it's possible. Beautiful. 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 That is great. It's exactly what I wanted to say. I said, or Rabbi Nashi of said, that the stems of the fruits do not count as fruits on tzach because you don't want the fruits. And that's exactly what this shita just said. That you need a majority branches, so the branches have to outnumber the fruits, and that's it. Beautiful. That's mamish textbook. That's exactly what I wanted it to say. Says the Mishnah. Problem is, the other shita is, until the branches are marubin, outnumber, on both the fruit, I'm sorry for saying it out of order, on both the fruit and the yadais, ooh. It's exactly the opposite of what Ramanashi Bargada said. It's exactly the opposite of what Ramanashi Bargada said. Ramanashi Bargada said, that the Yadis don't have a Din Eichlin, they are regular old garbage. They're regular old Pseilis, that's not Makabal Tome. So if that's the case, the branches don't have to outweigh the Yadis. The branches don't have to outnumber the Yadis. The Yadis themselves have a Din branches. This is not the Shita. So says the Gemara, my love, can we not suggest Bahaka Mifugi? That, th- that these two shittas in this Mishnah are exactly arguing on the fault lines of Rabbanashia Bargada. And one agrees to Rabbanashia Bargada, one disagrees. The first sheet, the Mamash agrees to Rabbanashia Bargada, is beautiful and says that the branches only have to outnumber the fruits. Don't worry about the stem because there's no yad by schach. Mamash Rabbanashia Bargada shita. And the other shita that argues on Rabbanashia Bargada, the other shita says that no. The branches have to outweigh both the fruits and the stems, as if to say the stems have a din fruit, mamish the opposite of Menashe Bargada. Demar Savar Yeshlan Yodis. The second opinion holds they do have a din Yodis, and therefore the branches have to outweigh them also. Umar Savar, in the first opinion, holds Ain Lahan Yodis. They do not have a din Yodis. Yeah, in those. In those Part of the road calculation. Right, exactly. Exactly. Right. And meaning meaning like this, Hadab. By themselves, if I would show them to you on their own, you would say they're branch, they're garbage. You never ate an apple stem. It's not food. Unless you give it a dinyadis. So if you didn't give it a dinyadis, then it naturally reverts to being a branch, a stem. It's not edible, it's not food. No one wants that. So points out the Gemara before we, before we go on. That first shita of last week, the one that said grape stems don't have a dinyadis, and he said, but the schach ones would have a dinyadis. So the Manda Omar in this Mishnah that says they don't have a dinyadis, he mamish can't process that. He said, that schach, everyone says, is yadis. Everyone says the stems have a din yadis. You know, you want to say, by grapes, where it sucks out the wine, that it doesn't have a din yadis. Right, but by schach, it has a din yadis. So the shita in this Mishnah that says that the stems do not have a din yadis, even by schach, that mandamar, the first mandamar of Thursday night, is for sure going to say, he doesn't hold like me. Lereb, Lereb Abba, 
according to the first shita that said only by grape stems, vadai tanoihi. It for sure is a machlekes tanoim. He cannot process that shita. He has to stick with the other shita, which means there's two shitas in this Mishnah. One shita says that stems, do, stems have a dinyadis by schach. He goes, yeah, of course they do. Of course, that's what I said last week. Only by grapes they don't have a dinyadis. So he's like, he's very happy, very comfortable with that shita. The shita that says that stems by schach don't have a dinyadis, he cannot accommodate. He will have to concede it's a machlekes tanoim. I'm only good with one tana. I'm not good with the other tana. I'm only good with the tana that says it is yadis. I'm not good with the Tana that says it's not Yadis. Like the first opinion last week, the one that only said no Yadis by grape stems, he's going to have to say by Schach, it's a Machalikis Tanaim. Lura Baba, Vaday Tanoim. Lura Menashe Bargada. But according to her Menashe Bargada Shita, Milema Tanoim. Do we have to say that it's a Machalikis Tanoim? could say no. In theory, in theory, both Tanoim agree with me. Now, whenever, whenever you have a situation like this, what you're going to try to do is like Lahavdal Elf Alfe Havdalis, but we, um, we, we tried doing this like in America. If let's say, there's a court ruling in like the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals about a Shiloh that's Negea us. So you as a citizen, not of the Fifth Circuit, but that being the highest court to Paskin, are Meshubit to that law. What you would try to do if you're on the other side of that law is say, no, 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 that's a narrow ruling. That ruling was only Negea, you know, when there's no contract. That ruling is only Negea on Tuesdays. What you try to do if you don't like something is try to make it a narrow ruling. That's not talking about my case. So whenever the Gemara is accusing somebody of being on the wrong side of a situation, the way out is to make it a narrow ruling. Make it a narrow ruling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In that case, he says things not like me, but that's because it's talking about a weird case. In the classic case, he would agree with me. Says the Gemara, Do we have to say it's a Menashe would tell you, No. Theoretically, everyone agrees with me. Dekuli Alma Savri, the whole world, everybody, all opinions hold. They agree with my statement definitively that the stems by Schach do not have a din yodis, like I said Thursday night, because I don't want the fruit. I'm not happy about the fruit. It's not fruit as far as I'm concerned. It's not fruit, it's garbage. So for sure, the stems do not have a din yodis of a fruit, because I don't want the fruit in the first place. The fruit stares me, the fruit ruins my schach. So I don't want fruit and I don't want stems. So therefore, it does not count as stems. It doesn't count as yodis. Really? So one opinion in this Mishnah makes sense. What's the problem with the other opinion that says that it does count as stems, as yodis? 
And meaning, it said you have to outnumber the stems also. It's a weird case. You know why he holds that it has yadais? Because you didn't hear the full story. The full story was that this guy took a look at his apple tree and said, oh, there's a bunch of apples. They're in inconvenient places, but I'm really hungry. I would like some apples. And he chopped down the branch. When he chopped down the branch, his kavana, what he had in mind, food. I'm thinking apples, food, applesauce. Then, when it came down, he said, like, there's like four apples on this huge branch. I would be much smarter to put this on my sukkah, use it for schach, and forget the stupid apples. Ah. It already was food. The yadis already got a din yadis. You want to change your mind and change their status? One time I says, sorry. Sorry. Too late. The apples became food because that was your wish, and the stems became yadis because that's your consequence. Too late to change. Sorry. That's why they make it a dinyadis. I'm right in general. If you cut it down and you had one mind the whole time for schach, for branches, yeah, the yadis don't count for the fruit, and everyone could agree to that. You want to know why there's a machlik is in that case? Because you really did it for food. And this is a whole new machlik is can you change? Says the Gemara, Hachmamayaskina kigoin, shekatsitsan lachila. You cut them down originally for food. You really wanted apples. You're too lazy to pick them, so you cut down the whole branch. And then when you saw what kind of shivacha mysis it was that on this huge limb of a tree, there's about three apples and two of them have worms in them, and then you changed your mind and you wanted to make it into schach. So says the Gemara, well, one second, one second. The risk of changing a case is you make someone sound really stupid. So you're telling me the Rabbanit say it doesn't have a dintoma when you cut it down for food? Sigmar says, he cuts it son la achila, my taimayu drabanan. If you did cut it down originally for food, how could Rabbanan be so stupid as to argue and say that it doesn't have a dintoma and it doesn't have a dinyadis? It's food. You cut it down for food. So you're going to say, no, the Rabbanit say you could change your mind. You think the Rabban are going to say, when you change your mind, you could change your mind? Uh-uh-uh. Not so simple. We have to talk about changing your mind tomorrow night. So we'll leave the changing your mind, Sugya, for tomorrow night. We'll leave the changing your mind, Sugya, for tomorrow night, but that's where it is now. So meaning says tomorrow like this. Ramanashi Magadha says, in a classic case where you cut down a branch for schach and it had incidental fruits, everyone agrees with me that the schach outnumbers the fruits and the, and the stems don't count. Don't worry about the stems. Ah, that Mishnah, that one Tana worries about the stems, that's not where you cut it down for schach. That's where you cut it down for fruit. So of course the stems count as Yaldis Latoma because they were for fruit. And it seems to be a machlek is about can you change your mind? And that will leave for tomorrow night.